Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of A Sound Heart Radio. Are you ready to meet Jesus? Are you ready to meet Jesus? I'm going to be reading from the Gospel of John. Uh, John's Gospel was written, uh, we believe, between AD 90 and AD 100. The emphasis in John's Gospel is the Judean ministry of Jesus. There are no parables. Uh, in the Gospel of John, uh, discourses are emphasized. And so John has a unique perspective on the Christ event and what it means uh, for you and me. In chapters, beginning in chapter 1, that is chapter 1, verses 19 through 442, the faith-producing impact of the ministry of Jesus is emphasized. And so we have these very powerful narratives in which Jesus uh, speaks to different individuals about who he is and what God's plan is for their lives. So I'm going to be reading from John chapter 1, beginning at verse 35. John chapter 1, beginning at verse 35, which reads, quote, the next day John was there again with Two of his disciples, when he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied. And you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying and spent that day with him. It was about the tenth hour. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah. We have found Yeshua HaMashiach. Jesus the Messiah, that is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, the son of John. You will be called Kephas, which when translated is Peter. Now, I want you to know very carefully that in this, encounter with Jesus, uh, what takes place. Andrew brings his brother Simon to Jesus and notice what the, the, what the writer skillfully tells us. 
in verse 42, and he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him. The Greek word here is very telling as to, uh, as to what this look meant. And so uh, in the Greek, it means to look at fully or to look fully uh, in, uh, with the mind. And so here we have uh, something wonderful taking place. Jesus will look deeply, and blepho is the Greek word, uh, so it's a very powerful verb in this context. And notice the transformation that happens. Jesus looked at him and said, you are. So we have from the words of Jesus, you are, and then dot, 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 you will be. You will be. And so then we have the you will be is in what we call the future passive indicative. So in the future, we were talking about the character of Simon being acted upon. Indicative is a statement of fact. God is looking at Simon. And he gives him a new name. Now notice, in, uh, the, when we have a relationship with Jesus, the new name doesn't come at the end of a long process of transformation. The new name is given to us at the beginning of the encounter because God knows where he is going to take us. He knows what he will bring into our lives in order to transform us into the image of his dear son. So, beloved, when you are facing trials at this time, please note that when you have no unconfessed sin in your life and you have not manufactured your own misery through willful disobedience and you find that you are suffering at this time, or you don't quite understand what God, what God is doing in your life, please understand that God has a plan for you. And God uses certain types of suffering, undeserved suffering in our lives, in order to transform us into uh, the image of his son. Peter will earn a degree in experiential Christology. Every believer who is faithful, will earn a degree in experiential Christology. Paul, who was once uh, Saul of Tarsus, remember uh, when God changed his life. He was cast down from his horse, and then we read in the book of Acts that uh, at one point he got up. The Greek word is agyre. It is the same word that is used for the resurrection of Jesus himself. So, Saul went down into the grave, and the and then Paul arose out from among the dead. Jesus always changes his saved ones at the beginning. They all receive a new name with a new destiny because he knows from the beginning what the end will be. He knows the, the new destiny of each believer. So now notice, 
So Peter, uh, the name of, in the Greek is Petros, and it means a stone or a rock or a ledge or a cliff, so resembling a rock. So Jesus said, you are, I mean, that is a state of being verb is used here. But then Jesus said, you will be. Please keep in mind that he which hath begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. And so God is shaping you into something wonderful for eternity. Keep the eternal perspective by doing what Paul said. Paul calls it laying hold of eternal life. He said, Paul wrote, lay hold of eternal life. When one lays hold of eternal life, then the understanding is, is transformed. And the temporal suffering that we must go through, Paul wrote that we are appointed unto these things. Read his letter to the first letter to the Thessalonians. We are appointed to these things. We are appointed to trials, and trials mean suffering, but we are not. A point where we do you, we do not come under the wrath of God, but as believers we do suffer. That is very important to understand, and I think it would if you have a moment, you can read this section of John's Gospel, and I pray that it speaks to you. Now. So in this passage, Jesus is calling disciples, these first disciples, and notice uh, the ministry that takes place in their lives and oh, what Jesus is doing. In John chapter 1, verse 14, we read, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, or literally pitched a tent. And the tent, of course, uh, was flesh. We have seen his glory, John writes, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full, pleroma, full of grace, caddis, and truth. And so then John testifies about the character of the Christ. John is a material witness to the person of Christ. Each believer, the, each individual who is truly saved, becomes that kind of a witness to the person of Christ, a material witness. In the Bible, particularly in John's gospel, the word believe means an initial belief that is built upon uh, experientially, or as the believer grows in faith, that initial belief uh, becomes more weighty, more intense, more poignant. It is not merely at a point in history or in the past, I believed in Jesus. And the life has no evidence or there is no, there's no evidence of a real change. Now, the individual could be a believer, but has not had the opportunity to grow under a, a proper pastor teacher. But there are those who profess Jesus, 
Then there are the ones who confess Jesus because over time they have what? Learned the importance of the filling ministry of the Holy Spirit. That is being filled with the Spirit of God, which means that the believer has yielded his will to the Lord. And as we yield our wills to the Lord, then we begin to produce fruit. Indeed, the word of God that has been given to us has been designed to shape the will of disciples so that we would come to understand that what God has for us is the best for our lives. What God understands about who we are is the understanding that we should have. When God uh, wants our yieldedness, it is so that he can bless us. It is as we resist him, as we are opposed to his will, as we walk in active disobedience, we become bewildered and we really don't understand what's going on in our lives. It is when we yield to who he is and his word that we begin to understand that God knows what is best for us. And when you get there and you begin to experience his blessings and his presence, then you know where you should be and where you should dwell. And please read also the book of Proverbs. Don't look to the right, don't look to the left, but keep your eyes straight ahead because to the right or to the left there may be temptations and delays and uh, temporal pleasures and promises that's, that beckon to you, that want to call you away from God's will. Don't allow yourself to be distracted from what God has for you. Get that out of your mind. Understand that the devil doesn't want you to have the fullness of Christ. He doesn't want you to be that witness to others. He wants to hold you back. He wants your life bogged down in the mud. In the mud. He wants you sloshing around in unbelief and bewilderment. But that is not the way of God. Remember, when God parted the Red Sea, his children did not walk across through mud, but through a dry path. This is what God has for us if we walk in his will. We face our obstacles. We understand and we know that God is there. He does not lead us to, not to lead us through. Good morning. My name is Dr. Josiah Rich, and God bless you.